dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Thank you for joining us this week on Blunt Business, presented by the USCCExpo.com. This week, we're talking about the need for critical education. Our guest this week has an in-store cannabis education solution designed to fulfill dispensaries' legal requirement to educate their clients about their product while taking the burden off of the dispensary staff members. And a very different approach, I would think, but we're going to learn more about that with the founder, president, and CEO of Seed Technology, which you can find at getseed.io. Matthew Catone. Matthew, welcome to the Blunt Business. Thank you so much for having me, Jorge. Our pleasure. So, real quickly, in one of your company's infographics titled Reinventing the Cannabis, Cannabis Customer Experience, it states the following. Quote, psychology plays a big role in the buying process. The more educated your customers are, the more likely they are to buy your product. So tell me up about that psychological theory that you presented, or your team presented. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so there's there's a lot of different supporting facts and, and some data, um, just in general, about the retail experience, the consumer experience, and how critical education plays into that. Um, you know, a lot of the different statistics that you see out there are for um, some of the more established industries, um, and more specifically, cannabis uh, brings even you know greater and more unique challenges. Um, from a psychological perspective, first and foremost, obviously one of the big things that we're challenged with in the dispensaries and the industry as a whole is is the stigma, right? So yeah. psychologically, still people thinking about how you know this is you know even though legal in many states, it's um, it, it, it doesn't feel as though it might be legal. People are still very intimidated by the process. And, um, you know, introducing uh, education uh, and specifically technology to help out with that education um, starts to create a much more comfortable and confident consumer. Um, you know, there is a lot to understand about consuming the cannabis plant, um, you know, the various consumption methods and things to be thinking about and so that we all have a safe and uh, positive consumer experience. Um, but it does like start with the psychology of it. And, um, you know, educating the consumers has shown that uh, typically it provides, a, you know, 25% increase in, in uh, you know, your average ticket sale, uh, et cetera. And well, that I want to bring up other education right there. Let me go ahead and ask you this real quick. Because in the same infographic, you mentioned that education, quote, is essential to customer loyalty and improves your overall speed spend per visit because customers are more confident and comfortable being educated. So I want to ask a two-part question to you. Uh, first yep. off, are you suggesting a way of reinventing the traditional method of customer service? For starters, that's a great question. And so to a degree, I, I think it may be a little bit audacious to say to completely reinvent the overall customer service process. I think that you know um, what you're starting to see is where technology is being introduced to you know, augment and and support what the consumer is looking for today. I mean, the consumer in today's day and age is entirely different, right? So much information is fed to them outside of the retail environment. We have an opportunity to do homework on our mobile devices and our laptops and tablets, and so much of that shopping experience can exist outside of the store. And 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 with that comes an expectation. Um, 
that when they get they they actually steps step foot into the retail store, step foot into the brick and mortar, um, that the experience is similar. Um, so while we don't personally look to eliminate the staff or the sales associates and et cetera, we want to bolster that uh, customer experience. We want to augment that to a degree by introducing some self-service educational devices. Um, so it's very congruent, if you will, um, to what we're used to as we're, we begin that shopping process at home. So to, to say we're completely reinventing it, I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think that, um, we're really looking for ways to support the retailer um, and, and address um, what is these, you know, high expectation customers um, that that we're dealing with. It's an interesting way of going things because, and we're going to delve into this much more. But yeah, the idea of you know wanting to make sure that, especially in the space, if anybody goes into a candidate's with the dispensary, any customer should be well read and well informed. And I guess. Part of it, I mean, I can imagine it's just the normal buying relationship that you want to be able to get the dispensary owner, the dispensary to go ahead and have a purchase made pretty quickly because of the amount of people you might have coming in and what questions might be asked. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go behind that, but we'll talk more about that. Now, another thing you mentioned is, quote, buyers are naturally suspicious, so it's important to establish a relationship built on trust and credibility. Efforts yeah. to enhance customer service knowledge have a positive and strong impact on customer trust. The dispensary goal is to help customers feel confident about their choice, end quote. So talk to me about why the dispensary should adjust to to encouraging and validating their purchases as opposed to informing them and educating them. So again, you know, with the the dispensary, you you are dealing with a very, very unique situation. And if you look at it and if you go all the way upstream and kind of look at the the um, source of this problem, a large part of it is the fact that there's a limited amount of research, you know, with it still being legal, uh, illegal on a federal level, and there's really no, you know, um, you know, entity out there that's able to successfully, you know, provide research. Um, it's hard for the consumer to even get any sort of well-curated and accurate information, whether that's outside of the store or inside the store. Immediately, that, that drives that level of skepticism and et cetera. Um, what we're seeing with the retailers and how they're trying to uh, address these kinds of problems is one is, is, you know, um, even on their own websites and whether they're putting out mobile applications and et cetera, the way that they're communicating with the consumers um, is, is really being led with education um, as well as in store, you know, from an analog perspective, a lot of them are, are, are making an effort to improve uh, their ability to train the staff train them with accurate information, um, have them all be operating consistently. Uh, we're seeing this a lot with the multi-state operators where they have full learning and development departments and they're significantly investing in these areas and they're uh, putting together rigorous training programs and curriculum so that the staff is is well prepared to deal with that skepticism and, and really help to um, get folks uh, comfortable and, and, and really uh, understand these 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 new products. Uh, it's it's tough because um, so many folks have kind of fallen back on, um, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, prescriptions or medication or just Advil. Um, it's hard to get them to travel this learning curve without it being too overwhelming. What we don't want is consumers to, to, to sit, you know, to, to think, whoa, this is a lot more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I didn't know I had to think about so many things consuming these products and have them be overwhelmed. And, and and refer back to their original practices. Um, and so... Well, it really comes down to the fact that with customer service, the customers that you bring into it a dispensary, you know, 
I mean, I've always been taught where it comes to customer service, you it's almost like kind of a st- idiot-proofing whatever you're talking to about with the customer because you want to assume they don't know much about the product. If they do, then they, you know, there's the type of customers you know, they definitely know what they're looking for, and there's the in-between. Yeah. And then there's the ones that absolutely yeah. do not know a thing about this, and they're completely new to the subject. I mean, it's a different balance altogether. So I can only imagine what you are trying to, the kind of direction you're trying, trying to address. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, a, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's a real fine balance because traditionally, yeah, in the retail environment and, and any, you know, anybody out there is trying to, um, you know, educate the consumer without insulting them, right? And, and in this industry, it's even more of a challenge. And beyond that, market by market, you know, you have your very mature markets like uh, Colorado and the upper Northwest, like Oregon and Washington and et cetera. And those, you know, those um, have been recreationally, rec- recreationally legal for a much longer time. Um, and so you have a much more mature marketplace. As we call you know, east of the Mississippi, the emerging markets, it's very, very different. We also find that the consumers are much more interested and willing to go through curriculum, to sit down and learn, to ask a lot more questions. And so it's very um, different state by state, which is completely unique to the, to the cannabis industry. Um, so it's just another, n- another layer that you're, 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 you're putting on top of these, these challenges as far as educating consumers go. But now... Are you looking for the the staff in the dispensary? Are you looking for them to properly upsell products as opposed to educate and inform? Is that more important now? Is that the really what the balance is? In most cases, that education information really going all out to give information, just like if you're selling a car or selling a, a television set. You know, you always had people in a particular store, I mean, back in the day, you had people that were very well-rounded, knew everything about a product, and they really give it to right. you. Even like if you went to a garden center, the same idea, you're looking for plants. Same idea, uh-huh. you have that information. Or a pharmacist in the same case, which we'll bring up a little bit later. That's the thing is that I'm trying to get my my head around what you're trying to have those service people do for the customers now and how much work they're going to have to do less than they normally do because of the encouragement to the customer to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that's a great question. And I think really, you know, if I really were to kind of break down the seed technology platform um, in, in, in the most simplest, you know, simplistic way is to kind of break it out into um, in two different parts, right? And, and honestly, 25% of the platform is designed um, to educate And so walking people down various navigation paths and teaching them about what they need to understand about the plant and the various consumption methods, walking them through a product recommendation engine or a consultation. You know, we ask them a series of questions and that's all very educationally focused. So now, we're gonna hold, I, I want to hold you on that thought right, right. there, Matthew, because i got to get to a break, but I definitely want to come back and talk about the platform. Follow up on our talking customer service because there's a lot more questions I have for you, but I must take this break. So sorry. Let's do this real quick. Talk to you about our sponsors here at Blunt Business, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, where you get the right to educate, engage, and empower the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida, for the return of the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Visit usccexpo.com for more information on how to attend. So remember, join us, the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Miami, August 3rd and 4th, inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Early bird registration is available now. Get your tickets at half the regular registration cost 
and learn how you can also share your confirmation to others where you might be able to get your ticket paid and you come in free. Register now at usccexpo.com. Let them know that Bun Business referred you to the website. We'll be back with more with Matthew Catone, founder, president, and CEO of C Technology. So many more questions to ask, so much more to learn about customer service. Listeners, you're learning some real knowledge here. Stick around after the break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's Cannabis Caucus are coming this month to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Lansing, Michigan, and Philadelphia. Register today using promo code CANNABISRADIO20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Matthew Catone, the founder, president, and CEO of Seed Technology, which you can find at GetSeedSeed.io. Matthew, let's talk, follow up on our talk on customer service. Still have a lot more to ask. Now, your company states the following, quote, Most dispensaries try their best to educate their staff. But often the challenge becomes that each team member may still hold different beliefs around or ways of explaining cannabis and its effects to to consumers. They may have biased opinions on what may help an individual and why. So what can you tell me about the types of situations you have uncovered in your research from clients without going into any particulars? uh, What are some of the things you're learning about the staff that if there are any biases or any issues that they have and having a consistent message about all the products you're talking about sure sure no that that's that is a real problem that you talk about and and while you know all the dispensaries are doing their best to create a you know um an enjoyable customer experience and um and a lot of the dispensaries have done a great job bringing on passionate staff and people that are certainly advocates for um you know, um, you know, progressive legislation, safe consumption, and in really helping people discover or rediscover cannabis for health and wellness purposes. But one of the real challenges around that is that um, so many of the folks still have their personal biases, their personal opinions about what products do work or don't work, or et cetera. Um, you know, it, it, that in itself uh, creates some real inconsistencies. Um, you know, for the customer experience. Never mind the fact that. 
you know, every person out there is built differently. Um, you know, they, they get, you know, so certain people get a lot of sleep at night. Some don't get much sleep at night. Some people eat breakfast, some don't. All of these variables play into, you know, the overall outcome and result of consuming cannabis. And so, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, the staff, while uh, I'm sure um, are doing their best to communicate the benefits and the expectations of these products. Um, too often it's inconsistent, too often it's um, too personalized to themselves and, and may not uh, align appropriately with that customer. Um, you know, one of the benefits about introducing digital um, to the retail environment is that you can communicate with accurate, well-curated and consistent information. Uh, and that's one of the benefits that Seed does bring to the table. Um, you know, we spent thousands and thousands of hours researching, uh, you know, the various products, uh, this plant uh, and et cetera. Uh, we've had that uh, research validated by scientists and doctors. Um, and, and that's the content that shows up inside the store. Um, so there is a real benefit to, to um, digital and, and, and communicating consistently and accurately. Um, we are seeing that a lot of the dispensaries are, are you know, again, introducing some curriculum and, and coursework and, and walking their staff through these, um, you know, through these various educational programs to improve upon that. But it, it is a challenge. It's tough. You know, um, you know, I, I know that I like, you know, a great analogy is, is, you know, consuming beer. I'm an IPA guy, right? <laughs> and, and not everybody's into IPAs. And right. so that, that's, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a real challenge. And so, um, you know, it's getting it addressed at a high level. Uh, and, and, and getting these folks properly trained. The other big challenge, and, and this is something that is, again, it, you know, forces me to provide some real sem- sympathy and empathy for the dispensary owner, but, you know, some, some, in some markets, these people are being paid $12 an hour. Um, and to expect that maybe they're going to, you know, um, operate a little bit more like a, a patient care advocate or even a nurse or um, some sort of a medical professional is unrealistic. And so, well, unfortunately, right. I want to ask about that. The, the idea is <clears throat> if you are paying a base salary to these, these, these staffers, then if they were still using the selling component and they're able to make commission off what they sell, as an extra incentive, wouldn't that help the process as well? You know, it's funny that you ask it that way because um, at one point, many of the markets had introduced that, right? You know, an incentivized compensation plan by where yeah. there was a commission structure. I think it worked in the opposite, and I think they found in, in oh. time that that was, um, yeah, it was, um, you know, kind of counterproductive to creating a positive customer experience. It was increasing the ticket size for the wrong reasons. Um, and we've seen that a lot of uh, the dispensaries have eliminated commission structure. There's still tip jars and there's still an opportunity for the customer to, you know, to, uh, give the proper monetary acknowledgement if the, if the experience goes well, but, and, you know, and that is one of the other benefits of the technology platform is that you have high touch customers and you have low touch customers and high touch customers will always be that. And you need staff to be able to spend time with them and the digital devices, the kiosks in this, in the technology platform allows, you know, some of the other folks out there to be able to kind of navigate, learn on their own and get comfortable and, and procure products um, successfully. And then the staff is freed up to go spend time with the folks that really do need to, you know, spend 45 minutes asking about all the various products and what should they expect and et cetera. So, well, um, let me ask yeah. you this, Matthew. You were recently interviewed about how Seed could be the future of on-site cannabis information, Seed Technology. You talked about, and we've heard it mentioned on the show here, the word stigma and how technology helps the cannabis industry with the constant issue of stigma. In the interview, you said this when asked about it. 
quote, today's consumers operate with very high expectations when it comes to the buying process. They expect ease and convenience. Technology provides this. Unfortunately, there is still significant stigma surrounding cannabis. Technology helps to move this uh, move away from the stigma and legitimize it. Education and self-service devices will play a very large part in successful adoption of cannabis. So how are you able to come up to that conclusion? Um, it's, well, so it, it starts a little bit of what I spoke about earlier at the top of the interview, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of us now have become such educated consumers. Um, you know, again, having the opportunity to do that research at home on our, on our mobile device, on our tablet and et cetera, or throughout the course of our day, when we do step into the retail store now, we, we have a better sense of what it is that we're looking for. So there's an expectation, um, you know, that we spoke about earlier. I think technology in itself is also something that just basically legitimizes. We have a lot of customers, a lot of client dispensary clients that um, have procured uh, the seed technology platform, introduced it to their store because it shows a commitment. It shows a commitment um, and their willingness to um, educate consumers and really provide safe access uh, to these products, which brings legitimization to it in itself. Um, we've, we've really worked hard uh, to create a platform that's intuitive, um, and very user friendly. Um, and I think that, you know, a, once an individual has been able to step forward and, and, and interact with our kiosk, it starts to make them feel comfortable. Um, you know, we're building a foundation of knowledge um, that will help them feel uh, better. And, and that in itself, you know, legitimizes um, the industry. It's a, a lot of the things that you're seeing, um, you know, a lot of the other applications, I might be getting ahead of myself, but, you know, our other company, my other company that I founded, um, you know, we did all the Tesla stores in the United States and, and we, we, you know, all the interactive technology in the Tesla stores um, have been provided by us and it helps people travel the learning curve on products. And, and so if you're a consumer and you're, and you're in these kind of retail environments, you expect the same thing in the cannabis industry and that helps to legitimize it through technology. So let me dive a little bit deeper into that. There's a company report titled The Need for Cannabis Education. It states, this question first, Quote, how might you feel if the explanation of prescription drug side effects changed depending upon which pharmacist you spoke with? Inexcusable, right? By providing standardized information, the dispensary is contributing to lowering the stigma and upping the professionalism of the entire industry. So with that said, uh, end quote, do you feel that some dispensaries run with some of the negative traits that the conventional pharmacy does? And if that's something that you're trying to point out. That's a great question as well. Um, we have spent the time, uh, a lot of time, um, again, diving into the various markets and really understanding what the, you know, the customer process, buying process is. Um, some of the states today require, if you will, you know, specifically we, Louisiana, uh, Minnesota, and Connecticut, uh, this is going to be very much like a pharmacy. Um, what we've, you know, found at this point um, is that it, it creates a lot of friction. While, yes, uh, the idea of a pharmacist being introduced to this process is something consumers are used to, uh, and I'm sure they'd be comfortable with. Um, but but part of the problem is that, uh, you know, the pharmacists um, that you see at a traditional drugstore or a pharmacy today are, you know, uh, are aware of and have been educated on the, the various medications that they're you know, prescribing and educating on. Right. This is new. This is entirely new. And, and um, you know, I, I, we have found that um, it has created friction and, and created, if you will, almost barriers of entry for the consumer to, to enter a, um, a, a dispensary uh, market. 
Um, and, and even to, you know, again, not naming any names, but we spent time really investigating the consumer experience and we found where, um, these pharmacists, you know, and they're not really pharmacists, to be honest, they wear a white coat and, and, and betray that a bit, but they are still very much, um, you know, introducing their own personal uh, opinion and, and, and experiences. The other challenge around that specific retailer, and this is something that you're hearing a lot about and reading a lot about, is that, you know, vertical integration is something that um, has its, its positives and it has its negatives. So, you know, the dispensaries that are also creating their own products or cultivating their own products and et cetera will very often push their own products. Um, and, and I know, again, you know, not speaking specifically about any dispensary, my father's in his 70s and he's been using. Uh, cannabis products for uh, two years now for health and wellness purposes. And I love listening to him talk about his consumer experience. And I, I, I had suggested certain products I knew would work well. And um, the specific dispensary pushed their products on him, even though it was very pharmaceutical like, and it was very much like a doctor's office visit. And to me, it, it still didn't achieve what, what I had hoped it would. Um, and I think there's a lot of room for improvement there. So we're going to talk a little more in a few moments. We haven't had a chance to any really delve into C technology itself, which, well, to explain again, is an in-store cannabis education solution designed to fulfill dispensaries' legal requirement to educate their clients about their product while taking the burden off the dispensary staff members. Now, Matthew, what I want to ask next is about what you did before you brought C technology to the forefront. Now, you founded sure. the company Horizon Display, which owns get seed or our seed technology and prior to this you created interactive experiences to enhance the retail environment for clients like get this tesla nike acura and intel and that work led the way to seed so matthew talk to me about what you learned from those interactive experiences with those huge brands sure sure so yeah, we've been very fortunate that, you know, Horizon Display has been around for about 10 plus years and um, had an opportunity to work with some very high profile names like you just just named. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, you know, uh, working with Tesla when they literally uh, launched their retail store initiative. That was wow. something unique and different yeah, and disruptive to the entire you know automotive industry that no one had ever sold a car via the retail experience. So uh, it was it was exciting to sit down and really say, how can we introduce digital and interactivity uh, for this to be a success? Um and, and yes, o- over you know several years, we were able to work with the Acuras and the Nikes of the world, and it was always um, you know again helping people travel a learning curve on products, doing it in a fun, exciting, unique way. And really, the the inspiration behind Seed um, about two years ago, a company by the name of Drybar, and mm-hmm. uh, either people are very familiar with them or, or not entirely, um, but they've innovated and disrupted in the hair salon industry, and they've created what's called the blowout just creates a different experience for a woman and they've done an awesome job of doing that. And, and so we created for them a interactive consultation, essentially a product recommendation engine that would prescribe the appropriate hair care product for a woman through a series of questions. And early 2017, we did a 10 store pilot um, and we measured um, the success of that or how that was going and it went unbelievably well. Wow. And just watching how that played I knew that we could reapply that methodology and architecture for other industries. And uh, quite honestly, we looked at craft brewers, uh, we looked at wineries, and we looked at cannabis. And within 30 days of just doing some high-level market research, we knew there was a real problem in the cannabis industry that we could help solve. And that's when we created Seed. Um, and so we created the proof of concept. We brought it to the, uh, the MJ BizCon show in Vegas in November mm-hmm. um, of 2017 just to see if our hypothesis was at all accurate. And if we, if we were 
um, you know, really going to be able to help out and solve some problems. And the feedback was so positive that in early 2018, we created seed. And, and, and that's exactly the gap we're trying to fill is the lack of education, introducing well curated, um, you know, and accurate information and, and education around this plant, and, but not only doing it in a way um, that, you know, you and I may consume if we were at our house and on our couch, but doing it in very predictable and di- bite-sized digestible pieces for inside the store. Um, and, and that's really where, uh, you know, the inspiration came from and, and, and how we created this, 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 uh, this platform. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm looking at pictures of Dry Bar right now. And just looking at just the layout of the stores, it's just so different from any kind of hair salon you'd see. And then also, so I live down here in uh, Boca Raton, Florida. That's where our studios are located. And yep. the, the mall here, Town Center in Boca Raton, they, if we're correct, they do have a store that does have, you just go, it's like a, just a storefront in the mall with a Tesla in the park, just parked in the in the storefront. And I'm just correct. saying, yeah, it that kind of thought outside of the boxes is so interesting. But if I'm correct, is it just, I'm really, I'm not so familiar with Tesla in terms of the vehicle. I guess is it just one model that gets sold more or less. And then when I look at that, I'm just saying, um, I mean, I've seen, you know, we've seen uh, cars showcased in the middle of a mall in a shopping center just to <laughs> showcase it, but nothing like that where it's just parked inside a storefront like that. And then that's just, yeah. that's the store. That's all it is. Yeah. Like that doesn't that doesn't compete you know, to me. So how does that? I mean, you know, that's a great. You know, so he, the interesting yeah. backstory to that, and, and really how it even ties back into cannabis to a degree, is so. Right. There's a gentleman by the name of George uh, Blankenship. He was the godfather of the Apple Store. He was oh. who created the the Apple Store. Tesla stole him from Apple. Apple, and he is who launched the retail store initiative. <laughs> what the thinking thinking was behind Tesla and the reason why they went with retail store initiative was one, it's an alternative energy vehicle. Now that's something that you, myself and many other people are completely familiar with, comfortable with. But at the beginning of Tesla's launch, it was, you know, what's this battery? What do you mean I have to charge it? What do you mean (laughs) range? So they knew that there was this learning curve and very similar to cannabis, right? It's the exact same thing we're seeing in cannabis is, you know, people like could go into the store. Um, you know, we all know what it's like to go to a car dealership. It's not an enjoyable experience. No. Um, you know, the salespeople jump on you, the sales tactics for the most part are fairly aggressive, but Tesla said, you know what, let's give people a comfortable environment they're used to, to go in and learn about this new vehicle we're introducing. And it allowed for that exactly. And that's why they went retail store initiative. So, you know, um, a, a male or a female could just walk in and kind of peruse. And if you have been inside of one, I've always been impressed with their staff. Um, they're smart. They're edu- well-educated. They're very passionate, of course. And, um, and, they, and they are there to assist you. And you can tell that they're there to assist you. Tesla does not expect to sell a car to you inside that store. And I think that huh. attitude um, takes the pressure off of, of and it makes it very different than what you or and I are used to if you were to step on a Toyota lot or a BMW lot or whatever it might be. Right. And, um, and, and that's the that's the direction they went. It's funny because I don't know if you keep up on on the on the headlines too much, but Tesla is looking to potentially shut some of those down. So maybe they feel as though those stores have done their job, and yeah. and Tesla's now you know has the brand awareness and 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 the you know there's a comf- confidence in the consumer base today that you know they don't need the retail store so much. But yeah, you're right. It's like you can't test drive one. You know, you can't walk no. in. You know, like a no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. They're not going to let you drive it around the mall. That's for certain. 
Yeah, you can't roll it right onto Ann's pretzels or go right to the food court with that thing. So they just, <laughs> but really, I'm not, not going to ask you this, Matthew. Now, along with the technology, so I'm, I'm guessing you must have a little bit of input when it comes to the layout and the interactive experience you have within the store itself. So like a dry bar or Tesla, it's so unconventional to our eyes right. that we see, just like the Apple store is. And I still look at those stores and I'm still saying to myself, that's the way it looks. And, and th- many people are inside that store on a regular basis. So my thing is, it's what, I mean, does that, is that something you also try to incorporate into cannabis to create that more simplified layout? And then it, yeah. just, to, uh, so I guess it's just, does it feel more engaging in that sense? Yeah, you know, so that um, the, in, the best case scenario uh, is is when um, we um, w- when a, d- a dispensary reaches out to us before they even um, modeled or laid out the retail store. Um, and this is what we're used to. This is what we did with Nike. This is what we did with Tesla. So we we looked at the store footprint. We looked at the customer flow. We got a sense of where people are going to spend their time, why are they going to spend their time there, and et cetera. Um, and so the, the best case scenario is when the dispensary reaches out to us when they're still working with some blueprints. For instance, we can say, okay, so where is the cash wrap? Where are you going to be merchandising products? Where do you expect people to stand you know, while they wait? Where do you expect people to pick up their order or if they're ordering online? And we can properly position the technology to really maximize um, that store layout as well as the investment in the, in the technology. So we have some customers who um, have really kind of created almost an educational center within the store, if you will. It's kind of off to the side. It's out of the way. People can spend time there um, leisurely and not feel as though there's some pressure. You know, you spoke about it earlier, and one of the challenges that you do have with, you know, the staff today is that with long lines, um, you, you create a stress and in the, in the, in the sales associate, the bud tender is like, I got to get this person, their product. I got to get them out of here, which is, is really uh, prohibitive for any sort of a sales lift or any sort of bundling. And it really, you know, creates um, economically um, not what you want. And, um, and so what we've, you know, looked for is, is, uh, areas of opportunity to introduce the technology that are outside of the aisleways, outside of the buying process to a degree. So people can spend some time, um, with comfort and, uh, and, and take a look at it, um, and learn about the products on their own. Uh, the other part is, and, you know, again, being fully transparent, I think it's important for you, you to know this is, is education is absolutely critical, um, for the successful adoption of this product. I mean, these projections that we're reading about on a weekly basis, billions and billions of dollars, we won't see these projections unless there is successful adoption and that successful adoption does not happen without education. At the same time, really having an intimacy to the dispensary and understanding, you know, what, you know, what their challenges are. And often it's, it's a, it's a positive bottom line, right? These are businesses and they are for profit. So we also are trying to make sure that we incorporate the education into the buying process. How do we take the educational component, push them into the buying process? So Seed is as much, if not more, uh, an educational platform, but also a self-service device. So as you complete a consultation, we integrate with the POS systems and we we present to you three to four products that align with what you're looking for. Um, And you can immediately begin to shopping cart those products and it does again. It creates efficiencies operationally at the right. store level. Um, you know, frees up the staff and such like that. So, um, so and yeah, also, we really yeah. We, go ahead. No, th- 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 just come to back into the point. I know, kind of took us into a tangent about the layout of a store and just the way you know it, it really creates the kind of an easier engagement for 
consumers to come in by and look in, and what's going on and how that can be incorporated into the cannabis dispensaries. I also was looking just while we're talking about this, you know, Nike, one of your former clients, they put together a flagship store in New York City, 68,000 square feet, six levels, custom sneakers, yeah. and they're doing this whole innovation look where it's, again, you just look at these like glass walls and all the sneakers are across. Nothing even close to what your conventional shoe store is. And th- that's just, I mean, I would imagine if you were still back into that mix, that must be fascinating to see where if this kind of thing could actually be brought into cannabis dispensaries and just into the cannabis and this real ultra-modern look and ultra-modern thinking of customer service, the whole experience changes here. And you even talk about on this story about how they say changing the way consumers shop. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, you know, and unfortunately we are seeing it in certain markets. And I spoke about it earlier, the emerging markets is where, um, you know, they're starting from a blank canvas, um, you know, states like Massachusetts, Maryland, you know, et cetera. Those folks, um, they, they didn't, they didn't have a medical, uh, legalization in place like California here does. I'm in Southern California. We've been legal medically since 1996. So there's an infrastructure that's in place. Um, and they're repurposing and rebranding and they're trying to kind of really find ways to, um, address the, the new recreational market. Uh, and that's been a challenge for them, um, because there's already that infrastructure in place and they have to change that infrastructure. They have to change that plumbing, if you will, in the, in the, you know, Florida, you know, Massachusetts, yeah. you know, Pennsylvania, et cetera. They're creating really beautiful experiences. It's much like what you discussed there with the uh, Nike that's in, you know, Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. And, uh, and building this beautiful, beautiful shop that people, you know, want to be a part of. They want to be in there. They want to experience that. Exactly. I mean, and it is something about just, re, you know, building a better mousetrap, doing something to really just reinvent and really circumvent just this particular product for everything that's going to be within a cannabis dispensary, that it is something good to go in this direction and to simplify and to kind of keep it a little more simple and just, Make it where yeah. you are. It's also respecting the cus- the consumers as well, letting them feel like that. Listen, they're much more well rounded and understood, and not trying to beat them down to try to make them feel like they're just they're not that well informed, and they are just going to be told, "Oh, you should get this," and they might not like to be taking a liking to it. That's the whole point. Uh, again, I'm here with Matthew Catone, the founder, president, and CEO of C Technology. You can find a getseed, S-E-E-D dot I-O. Want to make sure you know where the calls come from. So I got a personal question to ask you, Matthew. We're going to talk about that after the break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Register today using promo code CannabisRadio20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage 
Watch, you can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp pink is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp pink. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with final questions for Matthew Catone, founder, president, CEO of C Technology. Matthew, uh, and I know a lot of people within the industry, a lot of executives, we've heard the stories about what be part of the reason that well, your passion, what ambition, what is it that drove you into the cannabis business from what you were doing prior to? And this is all too common, but I totally understand and I, and I can sympathize. So your own parents had discovered cannabis as an alternative to medicine from ailments they had, that they suffer with from related to inflammation, so say arthritis, asthma, eczema. At the same time, you were developing seed. You said your work, quote, <laughs> took on a new meaning for me as I learned how much cannabis can be a health game changer for my own loved ones, end quote. So can you give us any progress report on how cannabis has helped your parents out? Yeah, you know, I, I've got some great stories about that. I mean, you know, as I mentioned to you before, you know, uh, I was um, with my folks for Thanksgiving in 2017, and I was in Colorado where my brother lives, and uh, I had a, a day plan. I was going to go hit the dispensaries, and I had a couple of meetings planned, and et cetera, and, and do my homework. And as I was getting ready to walk out the door, I jokingly said to my brother, hey, I'm going to be hitting some dispensaries. Do we need anything for Thanksgiving dinner? And my mom jumped out of her seat and brought over her phone and said, hey, you know, you know, my skincare nurse had said that maybe I should look into some products <laughs> out here and et cetera. Yeah. And I thought she was joking. I was like, wow, this is crazy. But yeah, she, she suffers from eczema. She, mm. in, and um, as, as you mentioned, asthma, those are both inflammation-related ailments. And my dad's had a knee replaced. He's had a hip replaced, and that's created oh, arthritis yeah. for him. And so um, we, you know, on that Thanksgiving, I was able to successfully introduce them uh, to cannabis products um, for health and wellness uh, benefits. And, you know, and, and they take a sublingual tincture in the morning with their, um, you know, their vitamins. And uh, there's no psychoactive component to it. There is a little bit of THC in there because I am a believer in the entourage effect um and it really helps them throughout the course of the day my dad's a big golfer and around the 15th hole he finds that he's starting to stiffen up and he's getting a little uncomfortable and he hits a vape pen he hits a vape pen that's high in cbd very low in thc that gets him through the rest of the day and and he's a he's an italian guy he loves to cook and he (laughs) and he goes he he doesn't have to you know pop plop down on the couch he can still continue to you know prepare dinner and and do the things that he loves to do and uh, but they were just out here that was two years ago and they were just out here 
um, for a visit and uh, I was able to bring them some of the dispensaries in Southern California, specifically MedMen and, and uh, we're not, our technology is not at MedMen just to be fully transparent, okay. but I think MedMen, while they, they've, they've caught a lot of flack for a lot of various reasons, I, I think that they have a great in-store experience. I think their staff is very passionate and they're very eager and they've done some good things um, for the shopping experience. So I took them there for about an hour and walked them again through the various uh, products and, and, and it's been nice because when they started to discover these products two years ago, they, in their 70s, decided that maybe they wouldn't share it with all their friends. Maybe they were going to be very careful who they um, let know, you know, that they were using these products. My dad's a member of a golf course and decided, you know, maybe I'll keep it quiet. And in those 24 months, um, they've become comfortable sharing it as well as these folks are now coming to them and asking, so tell me a little bit more about this. I've been hearing a lot about CBD and et cetera. And it's, it's nice to see. Um, and you're right, you know, Jorge, you brought up the fact of like, you know, uh, I saw an application or, or, or a real need for the industry that I thought we could solve. Mm-hmm. And we introduced that. And as we become um, very involved in this industry and active in this industry, it's really um, become so much more enjoyable uh, to be um, helping to provide something to uh an industry, the cannabis industry that uh, is benefiting folks and helping them understand the health and wellness benefits and getting them away from uh, medications, traditional medications, getting them away from their Advil and those things. And uh, every day I hear more and more of those kind of success stories. And it, it really, you know, fuels me and fuels us as an organization. And we, and we make an effort to share the, that with each other um, because um, it is, it's, 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 it's something we've never seen before. And it's it's nice to be a part of it. Well, I'm glad your parents are starting to feel some good effects from CBD, and you know, and hopefully we hear more. Always we like to hear more stories about that here on Cannabis Radio. Just knowing that, so and that's all. And obviously, there's a real validity and a lot of integrity behind the fact when you know there's a personal connection as to what brought you to the business. Everybody can truly appreciate that. And also, you mentioned MedMen. You know, talking about the Apple Store of Weed, everybody calls it, and you look at the stores, again, it's that that layout model. It's something to admire that would be, that you, people might think that maybe seed has something to do with it, but they don't. <laughs> but it's the same concept. It's just right yeah. th- my minds think alike. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I actually, uh, I've, I've, I've continued to be a student of their um, store experience. I, I, I've been in some conversations with them. I think we could um, help them a little bit. Right. I think they've done some really good things. I think we could infuse education a bit more. I, I really, they've done such a great job of creating a brand and, and establishing themselves that I think a lot of people naturally um, are attracted to that store experience. And I'd love to, I'd love to bring more education there because uh, as I spent an hour there, I looked around at the various kind of customers and, and every demographic you could ever think of is there. And, um, and, and so I'd love to, you know, uh, collaborate with them and help them, um, you know, infuse a little bit more education uh, into, into their shopping. Experience. Can I tell you something? Uh, and I, if I'm, if I'm on service, you're correct. And we've been on the air for the network here has been on the air for almost five years now, Adam Bierman, Andrew Modlin, uh, you hear Matthew is looking for you. We're here at Cannabis Radio looking for you. We need to talk. We definitely have some talking to do, uh, at least with the interview. It. And I know Matthew has a few things to talk to you about. A lot of admiration from afar. We have a lot of respect for the uh, Mad Men. Great way to put it. Good job, Jorge. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well done. So real quickly, how can dispensary owners, we've had this great conversation. Like, If you're not interested by now as to what Seed Technology is doing, take a moment to talk to our listeners. Let them know how they can learn more about Seed Technology. So as uh, Jorge had mentioned, it's www as always dot get seed 
S-E-E-D.io. Um, at the same time, um, I'm very actively involved in the trenches and on the forefront. Um, you can always email me at Cutone, C-U-T-O-N-E, at GetSeed.io, and, and keep keep your eye out. We um, fortunately have been uh, getting a lot of attention. Uh, one of our employees most recently was named as uh, um, one of the most influential uh, females and women in the industry last All week right. on International Women's Day. Forbes magazine. So that was very exciting. Genevieve awesome. Garcia, our customer success manager. And so, um, yeah, you know, hit us up. We would love to talk to you about what, what you're trying to do and how we can help you do it more successfully. And uh, that would be awesome. All right. Well, again, then please give our congrats to Genevieve. So Matthew Cattell, uh-huh. founder, president, and CEO of Seed Technology. Thank you so much here for being with us on Blunt Business. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Jorge. If I can ever be of any assistance to you or service, please let me know. We will definitely keep in touch. I appreciate the, uh, the sentiments. Real quickly, folks, before we run out of here, I want to tell you about our sponsors, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, and the sponsorship program. It's a wonderful opportunity to position you and your company as an industry leader to an audience that will listen and engage. And what kind of audience? We're talking about thousands of attendees where you have a chance to invest in you can invest in your future and leave a lasting impression on them. You can go to usccexpo.com slash sponsorship dash information. Talk to the USCC Expo team about the best option for you. Again, 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's August 3rd and 4th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Early word passes available through May 1st at half the cost of a regular one-day regular full conference registration you can go now to uscc expo and register now people are doing it we hope you don't miss it miami will be a great time to be down here in august we hope to see you here you'll know you'll see me here enough we can convince matthew here maybe we'll get him all come on down and join us as well meantime thanks for joining us here on the show you can download past episodes of blunt business by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show on itunes stitcher spotify spreaker and iHeartRadio. thank you for listening opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.